0: We know the price tag for renovating Progressive Field and keeping the Indians slash guardians in town. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost brings a new challenge to Sam Randazzo, the former head of the Ohio Utilities Commission. And SUMA Health is the latest employer to mandate vaccinations for employees. It's the wake-up morning news briefing from Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer for Friday, August the 6th. The editor Chris Quinn. The Cleveland Indians have struck a proposed $435 million deal with the city of Cleveland, Cuyahoga County, and the state of Ohio to renovate Progressive Field and extend the team's lease in Cleveland for at least 15 years. Cleveland and Cuyahoga County would pay $17 million a year, and the public would pay roughly two thirds of the total cost with the soon-to-be-named Cleveland Guardians contributing the rest. The money will pay for a variety of upgrades to improve the fan experience as well as modernizing the clubhouse. The stadium is 27 years old, and the team's lease expires in 2023. Elected leaders said renovating the ballpark is much less expensive than building a new, as other cities have done. The proposal has the chance to energize the Cleveland mayor's race as the deal to modernize the city's arena did during the last mayoral election four years ago. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost on Thursday asked a Franklin County court to order ex Public Utilities Commission of Ohio Chair Sam Randazzo to return a $4.3 million First Energy Corporation payment that the company has admitted was a bribe, as well as his public salary while chair. Yost also added former First Energy Corporation CEO Chuck Jones and Mike Dowling, the company's former senior vice president of external affairs, to his civil lawsuit against First Energy, former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder, and others in the House Bill 6 scandal. The amended lawsuit accuses Ron Dazzo, and the former First Energy executives of engaging in extortion, money laundering, coercion, intimidation, and an attempted cover-up, Yost's lawsuit is separate from the criminal investigation of the whole affair by the U.S. Justice Department. All Summa Health employees must be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 by October 31st, and those who refuse could be disciplined or fired. Religious and medical exemptions can be made. Seventy percent of Suma Health's 8,000 workers are vaccinated. Unvaccinated employees will be asked to wear masks. Suma joins a growing list of employers that have taken to mandating vaccines. The Department of Veterans Affairs made the vaccines mandatory for VA doctors and other health care personnel who work in Veterans Health Administration facilities like the big one in Cleveland. University hospitals and Metro Health were encouraging but not mandating vaccination for caregivers and other staff. The Cleveland Clinic said Thursday it is not requiring caregivers to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Travelers flying Spirit Airlines are facing another day of chaos with flights in and out of northeast Ohio among the mass cancellations caused by staffing and technology problems. Cancellations include numerous flights in and out of Cleveland Hopkins International Airport, including morning trips to Orlando, Atlanta, Myrtle Beach, and Fort Myers, Florida. Flights at the Akron Canton Airport have also been affected. Thursday's cancellations were the fifth consecutive day of problems for the carrier, which is one of the largest at Hopkins. The carrier has blamed weather, system outages, and staffing shortages for the problem, Spirit issued an apology to customers for the problems Wednesday, saying the number of cancellations would progressively drop in the days to come. Cuyahoga County Sheriff Christopher Viland ordered jail staff to stop using a new method of locking down inmates that the officers' union said is unsafe and prohibited by a 2014 arbitration decision. Cuyahoga County Spokeswoman Mary Louise Madigan said the new policy, called yellow zoning, stopped early Thursday, one day after the Ohio Patrolman's Benevolent Association filed a grievance over the process. The jail had been using the new form of lockdown for about a month. Yellow zoning was enacted when the jail staff was so low that one officer had to supervise two clusters of cells called pods at the same time. The jail has used a similar form of lockdown for decades called red zoning. The difference is that when pods are red zoned, all 100 inmates are placed on lockdown to ensure the officer can safely supervise them. When the jail began using yellow zoning, one of those pods was in lockdown, while the other 50 inmates were allowed to mingle and roam the common areas. Madigan said inmates in one of the Yellow Zone pods initially refused to go into lockdown Thursday following Vyland's order. She said the inmates expressed extreme frustration. Jail supervisors eventually quelled the situation. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.